The Best Worst Idea Podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you why handwriting analysis might just be one of the worst things ever invented. Want to know more? Of course you do. Listen up. In the mid-90s, I would frequent a college bar near my house in Orange County. Over the course of a year, I started to fall for a female bartender who worked there. She was a tall brunette who was nice to me, and while I wasn't convinced that she would ever go out with me, one day, I gathered up the courage to ask her out on a date. I chose the right moment to ask, too. I didn't want the place to be packed with customers as her attention might be spread too thinly. And I also didn't want a lot of other better-looking guys hanging around to make my offer seem less than inviting. But don't get me wrong, I wasn't being down on myself. I was just being realistic. It would be years before I understood the concept of resting bitch face and how that affliction had basically made me unapproachable throughout most of my young life. In any event, I asked her out, and she agreed. I was, well, I was shocked. I told her I knew a great Italian place in Los Angeles on Melrose. She looked at me funny. Her face said, you want to drive me 40 miles away just to go on a dinner date? It must have seemed a little creepy, but the truth of the matter was... She saw me often enough at the bar during her shift, and she had a pretty good idea I wasn't a complete serial killer. My plan was to take her to a now-defunct restaurant on Melrose called Cafe Luna. It was a hip, trendy restaurant that had decent food, but the ambiance was really the thing. There was an outside dining patio that was strung with colored lights and decorations. It was romantic enough by first date standards, And I knew that it would impress. So I picked her up and off we went. She was dressed in a black dress and combat boots. She towered over me, which was kind of adorable. I can't say with any certainty that she felt the same way, but it didn't bother me in the slightest. When we eventually arrived at the restaurant, we were sat on the outside patio and it was as impressive as I had hoped. My date who we'll call patience, seemed to relax a bit and settled in for a good night of food, drinks, and first-date chit-chat. I can't remember what we ordered, but I do recall it being good. What I do remember, as clear as day, was a man in a suit walking around holding a sign that read, Handwriting Analysis, $7. Well, I was intrigued, I thought. What a great way to break the ice some more. So I flagged down the man and asked him to explain the process. He told us that handwriting analysis was not divination like tarot cards or reading palms or tea leaves. It was a scientific process. It had everything to do with the way you write letters. For example, if you made big loops when you wrote a P or a D, that meant one thing. Or if you crossed your T's in a certain way, that too would mean something. There were these types of distinctions for all of the letters and numbers in the English language. In short, I agreed to have my writing analyzed. The first thing he did was tell me to write a sentence as though I was writing a letter to someone. 
It did not matter what I wrote, just that it be in the style I would casually write a letter in. Then, he asked me to sign my name as though I was signing a check. Easy enough. I complied. My date watched with interest and I was determined to not give this man even a small hint of who I was. He told us that the way we naturally write, as in the casual letter writing, is who we really are. And the signature we put on checks is who we would like to be or how we would like people to see us. Presumably, this is a mostly unconscious process in our day-to-day lives, but it offered us a key to unlocking our own potential. The man suggested that by simply changing the way we write, we could change our lives. I had to smile. I wasn't ready to accept any of that, but I was definitely curious about my handwriting and what it said about me as a person. So he took the piece of paper I had written on and sketched a grid over the sentence I wrote and the signature. He then proceeded to explain what all of the different characteristics of my writing indicated. The handwriting suggested many things to him. Chief among them was my abandonment issues over my overbearing and violent father, my fears about success and the monumental lack of self-esteem that hovered over me like a black cloud. He said all of this without a single ounce of irony in his voice. He was neither cruel nor joyful in his message. He was very matter-of-fact about the whole thing. For my part, I remained stone-faced and silent. I gave him no indication that any of the things he was saying were even close to being correct. He finished by asking me, So how'd I do? I looked at him as calm and coolly as I could and told him he had hit on a couple of small things but nothing really resonated with me. He nodded, unoffended by my answer because he knew. And he knew that I knew that he knew. That he was not only in the ballpark but he had drawn a profile of me so succinct and sharp that I'd become hollow and fragile inside like wet paper mache. Now I think it might be a good time to remind you that I was on a date. A first date. One it had taken me weeks to gather up the strength to ask for and now said date was staring at me aghast because she too knew the truth. She knew that everything he had said was true and while none of it was earth shattering it was the kind of baggage you learned over a period of months and years. Not dumped out onto the table all at once for everyone and God to see. Though we smiled and made small talk, the date was officially over. And not to be undone, I told her she had to go next. She refused, but I was adamant. The analyst went through the same process with her, but there wasn't a skeleton in her closet big enough for me to hear a word he said. It was all a blur. The drive home was long and quiet. I dropped her off. I even kissed her goodbye. We never went out again, and when I saw her working in the bar after that, neither of us spoke about that night. Her out of politeness, and me out of shame. If you enjoyed this content, please do me a favor and like, comment, and share it. 
Or you can subscribe to this podcast by going to www.bestworstideapodcast.com.